So, uh... Oh, what's Joe Rogan doing? Well, no, we need to do the intro. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. I'm Stella. And I'm Graham Wheeler-Nelson. And you're listening to... Anything, Anything But Spielberg. Spielberg. So, uh, music in there. <laughs> um, what's, uh, what's Joe Rogan going on? I don't actually know what's life. happening with Joe Rogan. What's happening in his red Did he cave? have Kanye on again? Are you kidding me? I could be wrong. I've been trying to ignore Joe Rogan, <laughs> It's for the best. But I mean, this is what we do. We have to report on Joe Rogan. <laughs> we are the Joe Rogan News Podcast. We're obligated. <laughs> Wait, didn't he? He like left YouTube, right? Yeah, he's on Spotify now. So his YouTube channel just posts shitty clips. Oh, that's dumb. Of a shitty podcast. Loser. <laughs> I know. Like the official channel is now a clip channel. Wait, is oh, the YouTube channel is called Powerful J-R-E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes me want to chew broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> makes me want to chew a rope, bro. Wait, are all of the clips animated? No, I hope not. What is this? What am I looking at? That makes me want to throw up. People <laughs> spend, who spend so much time like animating over a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not seeing, honestly, it's just all MMA I don't know stuff. any of these people, yeah, I don't know. I don't, and I really don't care. I don't want to Wait, know. Wait, R. Kelly? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> didn't, didn't R. Kelly, wasn't he Me Too, like, hard? Probably. I don't doubt let it. Me, let me look that up. Oh, my God. What? What happened? On July 11th, 2019, Kelly was arrested on federal charges of alleging sex crimes, human trafficking, child pornography, racketeering, and obstruction. Oh my god. Wait, was he seriously? Oh wait, no, he was analyzing R. Kelly. Never mind. (laughs) What? It was Freddie Gibbs talking about R. Kelly. I was like for a second. R. Kelly. (laughs) Joe Rogan was like, yo, I'm here with my buddy R. Kelly. (laughs) That's like an entire story just in the charts. Tim Dillon. I feel like I know that name. He's a comedian, just some some fat fuck. This isn't the guy who got kicked off of um SNL, right? Did he? Who's the guy who got kicked off of SNL? When? Recently? No, the guy who was like on it and then they found like a bunch of videos of him like saying like um, Asian slurs. Whoa. So like... <laughs> <laughs> Probably Tim Dillon. <laughs> I, I mean, not to slander Tim Dillon. Let's get that going. Let's get that trending. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. The last like big person he had on was Elon Musk, so... Really slacking, buddy. Uh, We're catching up. <laughs> yeah, really. With the move to Spotify, you haven't upgraded your set no. since you moved in. That shitty and look red at us. light. Look at us. We're going hey, on YouTube. We're upgrading. <laughs> look at what we've got going on here. Hit the mic. <laughs> we're uh, moving up in the world. We are. We are. We're Where, bourgeois. Where's Where's Rogan moving? He's moving down. He's moving down. We're moving up. You yeah. Hear me? Take that. So, uh, in other news. We got a we got a good one for you today, folks. We got a really good one. You, are you ready for this? Hold on to your pants. <laughs> Who are we doing today? Zack <laughs> Snyder. It is indeed Zack Snyder Day. Um, this is gonna be one of our, one of our hotter episodes, take wise. Um, this is gonna be an angry episode. Gonna be toasty. Mm-hmm. Pretty, get, get ready to uh, take off the layers because it's gonna get hot in here with all these hot takes. Pretty tropical. So, a little about the, the man, man's. Um, Snyder was born in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and raised in Riverside, Connecticut. Um, his mother was a painter and a photography teacher at a school that Snyder went to, 
and his father was an executive recruiter. Don't know what that means. At the school, I'm, I'm guessing, like, he recruited oh, for the school. maybe. Which, what the fuck Seems does like that Seems like a conflict of interest. <laughs> <laughs> he has an older sister, Audrey, and was raised as a Christian scientist. Okay, so there's a lot there that we need to unpack. <laughs> we, so, we gotta go into a lot So, here. first of all, he was born in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is a bad place to be born. <laughs> and then, but you don't get the... He didn't get the Midwestern, like, uh, no. stupidity or humility. He got the stupidity, he didn't get the humility. <laughs> because then he moved to Connecticut, which is also another shitty, shitty place. <laughs> <laughs> like, being from the Midwest... You're alienating all of our Connecticut audience. Being from the Midwest, I always thought of Connecticut and the, all of New England as like, oh, the fancy, like, ah, uh, they're like... We have a 1% listener rate in Connecticut. <laughs> well, fuck them, honestly. They're the 1%. <laughs> But what? it's the worst combination of places. Yeah, that's fair. No, that, that's legitimate. Um, but wait. then, in bigger news, he was raised a Christian scientist? Yeah, dude. <laughs> in case anyone needs a definition, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go so over like, this. So, uh, like, okay, like, have your religious beliefs, totally fine. There are some sects of Christianity that I can make fun of because they're silly. Yes. Um, and this is one of them. Christian science, it sound, they, make, they use that name to make it um, sound rational. Which is an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. But, like, so... Basically, I mean, the big thing is that, like, it's supposed to be, like, God heals you, so you can't seek out medical care. So, like, if you have, like, a broken limb, they're like, God will heal you, and you can't go to the hospital. I know some people are more flexible on that than others, but that's, like, the main thing, and that's bonkers. Yeah, that's insane. And in the Wikipedia page, which I feel was written by a Christian scientist, <laughs> it, uh, it had a bent, um, even then, they said that it was more effective if you did refuse traditional medical care. Yeah. And that, like some people mix them, but they said it really works if you refuse it altogether. I could be wrong about this, but it's like an offshoot of Mormonism. Or maybe, no, it's probably an offshoot of like Mennonites. Or That would make more sense. That yeah. makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all kind of uh, intercolluded in yeah. my book. <laughs> like all those, it, they're, they're the weird, the weirdos. That's but not in a good way. Thing. Like there's good kinds of weird where it's like, oh, I like the way you think. You're a little outside the yeah. box. But these people are, like, in boxes. They're in, like, those Russian nesting dolls of boxes. I don't know. It just seems, it seems like, like a little culty. And it's insane. a little culty. And, like, you, you, know, not, the, you don't listen to, like, fucking The main evidence. Christian science church is in Boston. Yeah, the first one. And they call it the Mother Church. It looks, it's a crazy building, too. I love walking by it, but I've never gone in it. I don't <laughs> want to. It's like Scientology where you're, like, kind of scared to go in. Because yeah. it's like they're going to put you in one of those rooms and ask, and drug you and ask you secrets. And yeah. then you tell them and they film it. And then they're like, ha-ha. Yeah, and then they're like, all right, you owe us $15,000. <laughs> like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, but it's a cool building. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I do kind of want to go into the science. You get like those like, like don't you just kind of want to go into the Scientology building and see what happens? No, because I feel like I'd be kidnapped and they'd be like, okay, you've come in. You cannot leave. <laughs> like in the Willy Wonka where he's like, nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever goes out. I saw a TikTok about this, but there's like the idea, like, like you ever like kind of want to join a cult just to see if you'd have the yeah. mental ability to withstand their brainwashing? Um, no, I think I would want to join a cult like just to uh, just to do it. <laughs> like at least once in my life, at just least, to do it. Yeah, but like I don't know the a idea of one. just like like I don't I don't have to have any true. agency of my own. You know, it'd be fun for like a short period of time. Exactly. I, uh, but I, I, I would not withstand the brainwash. I'd get brainwashed right away, which is why I need to choose my cults wisely. 
<laughs> choose a good cult for yes, sure. Yes, exactly. You can't choose a cult. There that, really uh, aren't as many cults nowadays. Yeah, I feel like in the past it was way easier to find cults. Like you just yeah. like go up and to like, a guy in the, the street. The 70s, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all hear the cults. about it. And be like, hey, you want to join my cult out in the farm? Be like, well, okay, let's let's uh, thumb it. <laughs> let's head over to the farm. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the ranch. The, oh, the ranch. ranch. It, they're always called ranches. The, the farm is good. The ranch is too big. <laughs> like, if you have a ranch. I watched that, um, I think it was a Netflix series, right? Waco? Wacky. Yeah, 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 Waco of Texas. That was wacky. <laughs> I started it, but I could never finish it. I don't think but, I finished uh, it. I, I'm aware of the story, and it's a very strange. Yeah. It's a weird. It wasn't Elle Fanning in that show, too? I don't think so. Oh. Let me look it up. Or, uh... Who's that girl in the Neon Demon? Yeah, it was not Elle Fanning. Who was it? Who's that lady? I think you might be thinking of a different movie. With the Waco show? Or a different show. Waco? Waco. I'm talking about Waco. Julia Gardner. She oh. was in uh, Ozarks. Oh. And also, recommendation, if you haven't seen Ozarks, holy shit, get on that. It. <gasps> you need to watch it. Watch it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I started it, but then I was like... I, I just wasn't in, like, a headspace where I could watch Jason Bateman play, like, a serious role. <laughs> oh, did you just, like, finish uh, Arrested Development? Yeah, I think I, I had, and I was Which like, Which is I a can't. great show, also I, a great dude, show. Dude, I love Arrested Very Development. different shows, though. Very different show. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Arrested Development might be the better show, though. Um, yeah, I, I think, like, honestly, Arrested Development is, I think, one of, like, the best written sitcoms. Yes, yes. Except the, the Netflix seasons. I, think, I feel the like it really went down The last Netflix seasons. Decent. The second half I, of the last one's good. See, I never saw the second half of the last. The first season. half was really bad. Yeah, because they split it up into fucking half a season, like. Yeah, that. and then they like barely like did any press yeah. when they released it. Um, but the second half was really good, and it reminded me of the original series. I'm gonna have to go back. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Arrested Development's amazing, and so is Ozark. So watch them both. Yeah, um, Zack Snyder did not direct any of them, <laughs> but he he uh, he did direct a lot of shite. Um. So he um, attended the Art Center College of Design in Pasadena. Um, and like right after that, he directed Dawn of the Dead, and Dawn of the Dead did super well, and then he took off. I always forget that he did Dawn of the Dead. Dude, it, which is, it's weird because it's really like you wouldn't watch that and be like, oh, this is a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, and um, it, it just totally throws you off. And that's how he got his start, too. Like some directors, like Charlie Kaufman, where it's like he, they, their first movie is like as distilled of their style. Like you can tell it's them as their most recent movie. But yeah. with him, I feel like it's like, whoa, he did that one? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Um, so some impressions of his work in general. The first thing I wrote was, we get it. You like Jesus allegories. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every single movie he does, it's like, oh, he's doing the cross thing. Oh, he's rising. Like, it's Jesus. Remember the crucifixion? Yeah. Like, okay. And also, okay, so I feel like we're not going to be able to get to the end without talking about the Snyder Cut. Have you seen the trailer? No, I haven't. I didn't even know there was a Snyder Cut until you told me about it. Dude, you have to watch the trailer, and here's why. There's one scene of the Joker. Um <laughs> fucking Jared Leto's Joker too doing like the cross thing with like the literal crown of thorns around his head <laughs> and not to mention not to mention there is a literal scene of Jared Leto saying we live in a society no <laughs> No, that's a real thing that is in that trailer. See, I thought the Snyder Cut was just like something on Reddit that like the people were making up as like a fucking joke. No, it's a like, real thing. <laughs> I thought it was like just like a meme. <laughs> no, it's it's an actual thing that's coming out in the next few months. What is what movie is it? Justice League. Yeah. 
So with Justice League, the issue was that... Uh, well, actually, we'll get to it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get to we'll it later. talk about them in detail. Um, um, but um, Yeah, slow down with the Jesus allegory. I feel dude. like he does that with everything, though, where it's like he plays so cliché... In, a, in such a cliche way on the archetypes of everything where it's like the flag yeah. and America and even, like in Watchmen, it was a little for some movies that works. Yeah. It, when you're doing like genre cliches to like add the stylization, I think that's okay. But like, I don't know. Sometimes it's like, buddy, it was so heavy handed. Back and, it and off. It wasn't in a, a creative way. It was in the most like bland way, the most ordinary Hollywood way that you could possibly imagine. And, uh, yeah, it was it was not done with grace or style. So while searching for any, all of these movies that we watched for this podcast, it is just nearly impossible to find any of the original versions to any of these movies, except for Dawn of the Dead. I didn't have any issue with that. 300, I didn't see, so that might be different. But um, Watchmen, probably Sucker Punch 2, um, and like... Uh, Man of Steel, probably, and Justice, not Justice League, um, fucking was the one, Batman versus Superman. It was like, you can't find the normal length one anywhere. You can only find fucking like three hour long versions. Okay, so were, was that not the original length of all those movies? When you watched Watchmen, how long was that? Three hours. No, see, here's the thing. That movie was originally like an hour and a half. That's weird. And that's why, see, here's Was it the, better or worse? It was so much better. Yeah, because I would think. That's the thing is that like y when you make these really long like movies, you're just adding in all of the filler shit that obviously didn't need to be added to the final cut. And it's like, like there's something to be said for concise filmmaking. Yes. It's like it, stuff gets cut for a reason. Leave it be. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, especially with Watchmen, it was like scene after scene of them going over the same shit that had been over two scenes ago. And I, it was, it was, Really painful, and I skipped around. I skipped around a little bit in the later parts. That's fair. But it, it, I, Watchmen, we'll get to it later. But I did kind of like Watchmen. It was it, it's the most it's bearable. Really, it's very campy, but it's intended yeah. to be campy. And it was like it was not written by him, and it was based on yeah. some source material. It was based on the comics. The comics are yeah, amazing. That's what I've heard. Wasn't it written by the guy who wrote like fucking that one about the the more not Masons. <laughs> the Freemasons? I have no idea. From Dead or something? In Dead? Dead Alive? <laughs> Anywho. Moving on. So the first thing that I that struck me was they were the length of those fucking movies. <laughs> because I watched Batman vs. Superman and Watchmen. And I, I watched a couple clips of Justice League and I got the gist. Um, but they were a fucking three-hour movies. Yeah, that's the thing. None of them were released at that length. He just released director's cuts and all of his little simps who just like love love his work so much and are just constantly licking at his feet like will literally just beg him to release director's cuts and then they're the ones who down, who like upload it in places and it's like, okay, well, I'd like to see the normal version, please. I cannot I'm not believe. I cannot believe there are simps and people who like legitimately like the, these movies. Dude, so many people. It's we so, are, that's disheartening. We're in the minority here. That is disheartening. People aren't gonna like this podcast <laughs> that is disheartening <laughs> I, another thing that i wrote down that struck me in, in every single one of his movies was just the sheer amount of fucking violence is that yeah, like every dude. single every single scene was and i'm not like a fucking prude <laughs> like I, I i like a good uh, i like a good violent movie every now and then but it wasn't uh th there was no balance pretty violent <laughs> and it was just so so like it just pummeled you it was yeah. <laughs> it was uh it's just too much at a point. Like it, it uh, like everything, 
it has to be used effectively at the right time and you have to think about yeah. your use of it. Like anything in an art form, like any, like writing anything, like painting anything, like everything is intentional mm-hmm. and you have to think about, like you can't just paint a whole picture that's like just red unless you're like fucking one of those abstract people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what Zack Snyder's doing. That's not what he's doing. No, I think, um, I agree to some extent. I think... I, I understand, like, okay, like, whatever violence is fun. And I think it, it works better when, like, it's more intentional. Like, I'd say it was in Dawn of the Dead. Um, I'd say it was some, a bit in Watchmen. It was definitely a bit over the top in Watchmen, too. Um, and I haven't seen 300. Yeah, I, I can imagine it, though. <laughs> like, I've seen that one clip. I can imagine it being pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> but, like, Justice League, I watched this one clip that was Final Fight Part 1 and then Final Fight Part 2 but they were only like four minute videos. I don't know why they split it up. And like, it was a fucking video game. It was like Mortal Kombat, that video game. And like, it was all CGI. Like there was none of it that was fucking real. Do you see like the pictures on the set there? It's just all of the actors wearing like those green suits in a green room. That's humiliating. That's humiliating. (laughs) Like imagine fucking doing that. Yeah, that's embarrassing for all of them. Um, Anyway... Um, so that kind of brings me into my point though, is that like, I think that his, when he's doing anything like super stylized, I think that works. Cause it's like, he is, he can do these genre movies, um, in a way that like kind of fits them really well, but it has to be like that, like really campy action stuff that I think works for him. But I, when he tries to do like modern, really big picture stuff, I think that just really falls flat. Yeah. Um, Because I don't think his style works with, like, I think it would be better if he did indies. Because, like, I think, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. I think he'd be good at doing indies because it would be, like, he could do as much, like, over-the-top campy shit as he wanted, and that would be, like, kind of fun. Whereas, like, I'm sure, like, fucking, like, companies and whatever who's producing, I don't know, like, the fucking Justice League movies are, like, probably, like, hey, you can't do this, this crazy shit. You have to make this like this. And then he makes, like, the most boring fucking movie ever. And it's like, okay, I think he'd be good doing indies. Yeah, he obviously has, like, fucking that creative impulse. And, like, just like Michael Bay, where it's, like, the movies suck, but, like, damn, if that's not a crazy movie to make. Yeah. Like, that takes that takes something. I don't know what it is, but he's got something. And because Watchmen, at least, I felt like there was a lot of practical effects. Yeah. And that was its one saving grace, was the practical stuff looked really cool. And uh, so I think if he did it on a smaller budget and fucking just toned it down... And uh, uh, I think it would be, I, th- I, I agree. I'd never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think I just came up with that right now, but I, I stand by it. I stand by it too, honestly. I'd love to see that. Like do what uh, um, Charlie Kaufman did with Anomalisa, where it was after Synecdoche, yeah. New York, which made no money. And all the studios were like, we're not going <laughs> to give you shit. Like you're kicked out of Hollywood. And so he kickstarted Anomalisa. Yeah. And did it on, like, a couple thousand dollars. I love that shit. I mean, that sucks for him, but, like... Yeah, but it it made a cool movie. Um, So, (laughs) the the other note I had said was that Watch Mojo is his target (laughs) audience. Let us explain this. So, like, all of his movies, I feel like you could watch clips of the movie and understand the entire movie. Yes. Go on. And the people who watch Watch Mojo are his target audience. Like, those are the people who are watching his movies. Anyway, that's just an objective fact, and you can't tell me I'm wrong. And it's a funny statement. That's a fucking funny line. Um, So let's jump into some movies. The the last note I had was that his movies are Jerry Springer for nerds. (laughs) That's really good. You you. you make a very important point. Anywho, let's move on to his specific movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So Dawn of the Dead was his first movie, as we said. 
Um, I watched it last night, um, and I liked it. How was it? Was it like, what was it? It was in the same kind of like vein as all of the zombie movies that were released in the early 2000s, pre-2010. When in, like, was it after 28 Days Later? Like, where Uh, in the timeline did it 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 reminded me a lot of 28 Days Later. Let me Google when 28 Days Later came out. Because this this was 2004. This is 2002, is 28 Days Later. Okay, yeah, so it was right after that. And it is both like it. Um, I mean, I haven't seen the original Dawn of the Dead. I think I maybe saw the first one. The one in the fifties. It's ago. like in the fifties, right? Or, no, I think I saw the one in the seventies, like a while. Anyway, I don't know. But I so I'm not as familiar with the series as I probably should be. But I think um, I love movies with fast zombies because it's like that mm-hmm. seems more realistic and they're much scarier too. Um, so I I don't know. It was fun. It like had it was the very much like the ragtag group of like people who like find each other right after the, the like apocalypse starts and like working together to stay alive. That's a, it's like a fun, it's a, yeah. it's a trope, but it's a fun trope. And Zack Snyder does tropes. Like yes. he specializes in tropes and like to, to a bad degree, but also I would imagine in his, <laughs> like in his first movies, it kind of, it would, did it work? Cause like, no, it did work. I think it, it was like an enjoyable thing to watch. Um, I was like, I was hooked all the way through. I thought, um, the, I mean, it was like random actors, except um, Vig, Vig Grimes. Is that how you say his name? He's what? <laughs> Let me Google Vig Grimes. Vig Rames. Um, Vig Grimes? <laughs> he's like a prominent actor, and he was in that. Um, but it was like, you know, it, it was, it had like, like kind of like. Vig Ramis? Yeah. <laughs> the, the soundtrack was really good, um, and I thought that like it was just. It was very, again, very campy, but it was like, it was a really fun time. Uh, but it was fast zombies. I personally don't like fast zombies. You don't. Because, and you read World War Z, which is oh, a wonderful yeah. slow zombie book. And like, he articulates just like the slow dread of just like, they're coming mm-hmm. and there's like, you can shoot them, you can do everything you can, you can try, but ultimately there's just so many of them and they just keep on coming. That's true. And it's like, it's sort of that dread that uh, I feel like the fast pace kind of loses. But I, I, I agree with that. And I but think for that, a movie, I think it's different. Like that works very well in The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. I'd say, because that, that's the kind of like feeling that you get there. But for like this movie that's like a very fast, snappy action movie, it, I think it works well. Um, and like the noises that the zombies make in this movie are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> there, it's, it's bonkers. And it, it also starts like really fast, like within the first like... 10 minutes it's like okay we're in the zombie apocalypse i love that i love that shit (laughs) like straight from nothing to zombies and that's what i hated about Watchmen is that it took like fucking 40 minutes to fucking get going um and batman versus superman too like all of his movies all of his later movies there's so much fucking shit in the first act i want to do a zombie binge i like so how zombies were like really popular in the early 2000s i loved that shit i'm a big zombie movie fan I'm oh. I'm like I'm 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 okay on zombies. Like I'm I'm either way. I'm indifferent. Because like Resident e- Evil came out the same time as Twenty Eight Days Later. The first one. Yeah. Ugh. I love Resident Evil, dude. It's That's so funny. It's ridiculous, and I love ridiculousness. And like Shaun of the Dead came yes, out. Yes, Shaun of the Dead is so funny. Two thousand four, at the same time yeah. as uh, Dawn of the Dead. Go watch That's our really episode fun. about uh, yeah, Edgar, Wright. Edgar Wright if you like Shaun of the Dead. 
Um, yeah, just a fucking bunch of zombie movies. And they're, I don't know, they're all so fun to me. Um, I love like apocalyptic stuff. It's a good genre. It's a really good genre. Uh, apocalyptic just stuff is like really fun until it's like happening to you. And then it's like, <laughs> this is not fun anymore. Yeah, there's a certain point during the pandemic where it was like, I got to watch some happy shit. <laughs> <laughs> did you, so you went back to Minnesota like pretty much as soon as the, so it was like Kristen and I were still in the city like throughout the whole beginning of the pandemic. And I was like talking to my mom and she's like, yeah, it didn't really feel like that scary or apocalyptic here. And I'm like, dude, like in the city, it was like freaky. Like yeah. we'd walk down the street and all you saw were people like packing all their shit into cars and leaving. <gasps> and like, like, cause it, it was really busy in like grocery stores and stuff. And then all of a sudden nobody was in grocery stores because like all the students left. So it was just like really freaky here and um, like right just outside the city. But it was, you know, wacky times. Yeah. And I remember seeing all like the drone footage that I think the Boston Globe released mm -hmm. about just like there was no, no cars in the streets anywhere, no traffic. That was, yeah. it was like those first couple weeks were scary. Yeah. It was some scary it's, times. It's still, it's still scary. It's still not. It, what's funny is that there was like literally like a small, small fraction of the cases and deaths that we have now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't. Don't go to clubs. Don't go to restaurants. Jesus yeah, Christ. Just fucking stay home for a couple weeks, guys. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I like Dawn of the Dead. I think yeah. it was one of his better movies. Um, it, it's, I'm not going to say it's like an amazing movie, but it was like, it was, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I haven't seen 300. I haven't done I've it. watched <laughs> clips on YouTube. <laughs> I've seen that one clip where he kicks the guy into the thing. I know it's supposed to be really good. I've heard really? people say that it's very good. Well, I feel like people who say that are like people who don't watch movies and they're like, they're like, I saw this movie the other day and it was, uh, it was actually pretty good. Like I haven't seen too many movies and, uh, here's the thing. I don't like the color palette. Yeah. And it's like, it's so fucking like, um, in but, like ingrained in there. Like there's no reprieve from it. It's, it's like maybe a little too stylized for me. Yeah, I agree. It's like a kind of extreme. And plus, and the hyper violence. And I hate the, uh, the like hyper romanticization. I don't think that's a word, but like the, uh, and in Zack Snyder's yeah. case, the badassization. The badassization. <laughs> um, of ancient like Greece and ancient yeah. Rome. And I think it's a very like white bro, like fraternity guy to say. Um, of, of to be like, yeah, bro, I wish I was in ancient Greece. It was so badass back then. I'd be a Just warrior, man. Just watch Gladiator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even then, like, that's still that, even, that's, like, come oh, on. It still romanticizes it. But, like, I want, like, you know what I want? I want, like, a really, like, gritty depiction. Because, like, we have some that are, like, gritty depictions of, like, the West and, like, yeah. the frontier. I want that for, like, um, for, like, this, this shit. Yeah, like, and what's interesting stuff. is that the society fucking the parallels to our society are uncanny yeah and then it fucking collapsed yeah and uh so i think a good realistic depiction Dude. of that would be cool yeah if we had money to make it um <laughs> like a very, we should write that uh, it would be so cool we could have a pompeii like little sidetrack <laughs> it's just a video game at this point <laughs> side quest in pompeii yes. it can be like the magic tree house what if we made the magic tree house but in ancient rome <laughs> well there was like one one book in ancient rome uh, the only one i remember from that is the one during like the great depression where they saw like everybody kill themselves and then oh, they saw geez. a unicorn and they were <laughs> it's like everything's gonna be okay because we saw a unicorn 
that was pretty much the the theme of all the books. It was yeah. like, look at this culture, and then it was like, let's get the fuck out of here and go back to our treehouse. <laughs> I, dude, I feel like if you liked those books, you're um, you have like a diagnosed mental illness now. <laughs> yeah, me included. Me, me too. Me too. Um, but yeah, cute. Um, I. But yeah, the, I, I feel like because we were just talking about this in my Buddhist art class is that the um, like for Asian arts, is they were never made the Bodhisattva. TikTok? Yeah, well, also because of the Steely Dan song. But okay. because, uh, that, that was yeah. like a, a truly bizarre thing to grace my for you page. It was so insane <laughs> because Corey, Corey and I were always listening to that song because it's so catchy and I have it on vinyl. And so we were always listening to it. And then like something funny happened and we texted it to someone. And so we just started saying it around. <laughs> and then one day we were just like, Corey was like, he, he does this annoying thing where he just starts filming you. <laughs> and he's that. like, he's like, Hey, do, do something. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, I'm not. And then I was like, Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva. <laughs> and then we did it all around. And then on the toilet. <laughs> it was great. It was an amazing TikTok. Yeah. But I feel oh, like the, wrote, but the Buddhist art class, we were talking about how, Asian arts, they weren't um, like considered art at first. Like mm -hmm. in museums, they were like, it's historical, it's anthropological because these are primitive societies and they don't know what art is. And art started with Rome and Greece yeah. and the classics and all that shit, ignoring like, like centuries of indigenous people and cultures and Asian and African and everything except white people. Yeah. Um, and so that's my piece. <laughs> no, I I'd agree with that. I'm I'm actually taking history of East Asian arts right now. Ooh ooh ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like really interesting, just like the differences in their development of arts versus like um, Western cultures. Or I, I don't know, Western cultures is kind of not the right term, but like um, more Eurocentric cultures. I think it's just it's interesting to see it see it all go down. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I'm taking the Buddhist art class, and it's it's the same thing. It's cool to see those different cultures. And yeah. All that. Um, Watchmen. Yes. So I watched Watchmen. I, Who watches the Watchmen? We watched the Watchmen. <laughs> I just rewatched Watchmen because I had... <laughs> it was good. Um, I just had finished the TV show, which I have a oh, lot yeah, of I, thoughts about. I, I, did, I forgot there was a TV show. I'm going to go into the TV show real quick. Do it, do it, do I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to go on a tangent. So it's this. an HBO show, right? It is. Um, directed by Damon Lindelof, Ooh. who did Lost and The Leftovers, and I, I think both are fantastic shows. I think Leftovers is like one of the best shows to grace television that Lost, nobody saw. Lost was my favorite TV show when I was like 14. It was I, so good. Wait, mine too. I don't ah! think I knew this about you. That's really funny. Like, I watched all six seasons. Okay. Yeah. And so you know the ending is not that they're all dead, right? I can't even remember what the fucking ending is now. Okay, but, he, but like, Jack was on the island yeah, at the end. But like everybody's always like, oh yeah, they were all dead the whole time. That's not the ending. I can't even fucking remember. Um, you should rewatch it. I rewatched no. it. No, literally do. I rewatched it this summer and it was interesting to watch it from like the perspective that I have now. And like, just like from a like more critical standpoint too. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting because I loved it so much when I was little. Like it was like, it, it was like my favorite fucking show. And so. I love that shit, like that mystery shit and like reading like H.G. Wells novels and like, oh, that shit is just so cool. You should watch Leftovers. I, I, I will. Because I remember people like talking a, about it yeah, and being like, oh, it, the Leftovers. It's fantastic. And it's like beautiful. But really? you have to kind of like muscle past the first few episodes. It kind of like takes a, an episode or two to get its footing, and then it's amazing. And he did Watchmen. Yeah, 
Um, he also, side note, did The Hunt, which I don't know if we've talked about on podcast. The Hunt. But I think it was the worst movie of 2020. The Hunt? And let me Google this. So it was like a... It, I hate it for political reasons. It was... I remember this. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> I think I might have talked about this on the podcast. But anyway, The Hunt sucks. Um, it's basically saying that, like, you you see the left and you see the right. Well, both sides are pretty crazy, right? Uh, it's, I think it's centrist that are the real winners. We're the sane ones, guys. Ew. <laughs> it's like, okay, stop. Um, <laughs> I, it, I, that movie sucked. Um, so we did that, and he did Watchmen. And I think the first... Five, five-ish episodes of Watchmen are really good, really strong. The last three episodes are like pure flaming garbage. Oh no! And it's really sad. Um, but anyway, so I was on a Watchmen kick, um, and I, it was nice to go back to the movie after seeing the show because they're actually the movie isn't really canon in like the universe. Like the the show comes after the comics, um, so the movie's like kind of separate. Um, when does the movie take place? In the is it just it, the comic? It, I think it's the end of the comics. Okay. Um, and then the show's like f- in the far future. Um. Huh. So yeah. So I think the the movie kind of diverges from the comics, but I think it does so in a way. Have you read the comics? It. I've I'm actually started them. My dad Ooh. just sent them to me because he heard I was. <laughs> uh, I told him I was like rewatching stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to get into this at some point, but I think that the movie kind of went in a better direction than the show did. Um, the show had some like serious problems when it came to like, cause the whole thing about Watchmen is that it's like, it's superhero movie, but like with, um, but like make it have like, um, what's it fucking grit (laughs) not even grit but like make you question the morality of the characters like make it um like moral ethics Mm -hmm. that was i said that so badly (laughs) i get what you're saying though it's that morality like the dark morality yeah just talking about like ethical morality and stuff and like like kind of the um like the philosophy behind that more so than i'd say like any fucking like marvel movie does now yeah and even Zack snyder's later movies uh, he tries to do it, I guess, in Batman versus Superman a little bit, but doesn't do it well at all. Yeah, I'll get um, into that later. Yeah, but I think he did have an intention there that was good that it was not conveyed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I think that that's kind of, I don't know. I I really like Watchmen because it dives more into the moral character of these people than like um, other superhero movies do. Because it's like if you like have the ego and like the complex of being a fucking superhero like there's some shit going on other than like normal brain stuff in your life like there you have to have some like problems yeah basically (laughs) um so yeah that that's kind of my whole opinion on it i think the hyper stylization works really well Mm -hmm. especially because i feel like you didn't see a lot of comic book adaptations when this movie first came out and it, or it was yeah. just like, it was like the cheesiest of the cheese, mm-hmm. really. But I'd say that's the way to go with comic book adaptations. I think yeah. um, Sin City. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watchmen and Sin City remind me a lot of each other. I think Sin City is better than Watchmen. I'd agree. Um, I, I love Sin City, but I think that they, they both kind of do the same thing in terms mm-hmm. of like putting, like taking a comic book and putting it on the screen. That's what I think is the strongest aspect of yeah. Watchmen is that like, cause like I've seen those videos on YouTube where it's like the comparison and it's mm-hmm. like, holy shit, that's really interesting. Yeah. That it looks very similar. 
Um, but yeah, I'd say, yeah, I definitely get Sin City vibes from Watchmen or, or but yeah. I don't know which came out first, but, um, I think Sin City came out We should first. do a uh, Robert Rodriguez yeah, episode. Yeah, we actually we, should. We should do it before the Tarantino one, just yeah. despite Tarantino. Ah! <laughs> um, cause I watched From Dusk Till Dawn recently. Oh really? Which is actually also Tarantino. Ooh, isn't he in that? And he get like, gets to lick a foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> But um, yeah, um, your thoughts on Watchmen. Watchmen, I I I liked it, but I didn't like it. But, <laughs> <laughs> like I really liked the um, from comic book to screen, mm-hmm. and I think that's visually it was definitely his strongest shit because it had that backbone of the the comic books, which is a really interesting medium, just like yeah. visually and how you totally. sort of navigate a story. Um, but. And I, I'm not a big comic book person, but I thought that the stylization worked really well. But in, I think the balance, and I think the balance between the stylization and sort of the campiness and the silliness mm-hmm. of like superheroes were balanced really well with like the seriousness and the practical costumes and more practical effects than the, his later movies. And I yeah. think it really grounded it in um, some uh, some good shit. Yeah. And what didn't you like about it? Um, the Zack Snydery bits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like dude. whenever they they were like, um, whenever the fighting got on too long, it was like, okay, dude, we get it. Like they're fighting, and it's like it's gritty violence. Like yeah. we get it. Like oh, I broke a bone, which is cool and all, but like we get it. it. We it, don't need to break sixteen. All bones. of the fight scenes went on about like two minutes too long. Yes, <laughs> I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, all of the uh, like. I feel like the uh, the political stuff was better than I was expecting from yeah. Zack Snyder, but then I looked up; it wasn't written by Zack Snyder, and it was like the the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of like I, I did like the political bend and yeah, it, the lens that he, he had. It's there. interesting, and it's also like a kind of a cool like critique on utopianism and yeah. like utilitarianism because it's like the like villain of it, um, Ozymandias. He's like. Like he, like objectively, he's like right. It's like if you kill a bunch of people to save the world, like that's good. But like that doesn't make you like a good person. That makes you like an absolute monster. Yeah. So like, like it's just like a really it introduces interesting moral dilemmas. Yeah. Um, I, I, really interesting depth to the. And characters. it's not a happy ending because yeah. like all fucking superhero movies are happy endings, yeah. and you know exactly how it's gonna end. But this is like like they don't save the day. Yeah. Everybody still dies. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a really interesting, one of the most interesting superhero movies. Cause I'm not a fan of superhero movies yeah. at all. And so I, I think it was one of the most interesting. I think it definitely does deserve criticism. I feel like it, you would have probably liked it more had it been the, the shorter version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I would have Googled that, I definitely would not have watched the three hour version. When I saw that, I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I did also like all of the, like the, like the, um, What's it called when you go in the past? Like period piece. Yes. All the period piece Dude, shit. The um the opening credits. Yes. Are like best opening credits. Best opening scene credits. Of ever, that's such a great movie. use it's of like, the opening credits. It's really credits. iconic. Um, I I love that, and I feel like everybody's fucking seen that scene because like the opening credits are very yeah. like. It's a watch mojo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very watch mojo-y. Top ten opening credit scenes of all time. Anyone. <laughs> But yeah, I think um, one one thing I didn't like. Let, now yeah, that yeah, go into it. I did not like his use of Philip Glass um, for the soundtrack because <laughs> I love Philip Glass so much, and it was such a cheap 
use. It was of gr- some great bit. music. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, I definitely think so. Oh, also one thing in the Watchmen TV show, um, Dr. Manhattan looks so fucking awful. Like he looks kind of corny in the movie, <laughs> yeah. but he looked so bad in the TV show. Google Look at us. They, they, they just put blue paint on a dude. <laughs> TV show. Watchmen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the blue man. <laughs> Literally. Why did... <laughs> I want you to see this one that uh, I pulled up because it's not even like a like a powerful like I hope I don't unplug anything. Yeah, no, that's literally what it's it like was. It's like him going like, huh? <laughs> no, that was yeah, that shit's fucked up. Also, yeah, the the ending of with all of the Doctor Manhattan stuff and um, the TV show is stupid, and they did a really bad job with that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to the movie. Um, I guess I feel like I don't have a lot else to say on it. I think it's. It's it does a good job with what it has. It has some problems, but yeah. I still think it's it's an enjoyable watch. I think his problems, the problems in this movie, are just much clearer in his yes. other movies. And like they're the same problems, but he also does some better stuff in this one that he doesn't do in his other movies. I will say this this movie also has like the Wolf of Wall Street like Joker syndrome, where like. <laughs> I, if you're watching this and you're an idiot, you're going to romanticize Rorschach. Yeah. Rorschach is not a good dude. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. It's like the people who like, um, I, I can't even remember who else like we fucking talked about on the podcast where it's like, if you identify with this character and you're like, Oh yeah, isn't it how like he was treated so badly. Don't you think in the movie? Like, yeah. Oh man, like I you're, you like, need to go to the therapy. <laughs> like, you're, that's not the, uh, the intended effect. <laughs> no. They were not trying to illustrate that point. <laughs> yeah, no, that shit's fucked. Um, get help. Yeah. Also it was so hard to under fucking understand him because he talked in the fucking voice that was like the Batman voice. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm so <laughs> I'm a bad guy. I'm troubled. I remember when I was like really young watching this movie, I was like, oh, Night Owl's so fucking boring. Like he's such a lame dude. And now watching it, I'm like, Night Owl is just like a nice guy. Yeah, like, he's the most normal. He was actually the nicest person in this movie. <laughs> and like Rorschach is such a piece of shit. Yeah, very, very. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I Overall, I, I liked it, but there were some things I didn't like. Yeah. Um, moving on to Sucker Punch. I haven't seen Sucker... I've seen it twice, I think. Really? But I, ha- <laughs> I haven't seen it in, like, a long time. Like, probably, like, five or six years. I've never seen it. Dude, it's definitely his horniest movie. <laughs> I'll say that. It's number one horniest Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, aren't they underage, too? Isn't that creepy? Are they, oh, are uh, they underage? Pretty sure it's, like, in a boarding school or something. Like a... No, it's in a mental hospital. Oh, it's so creepy. I don't think they're underage. Okay, okay, that's a relief. But still, I don't want to think of old fucking 54-year-old Zack Snyder. <laughs> fucking, Corey said he looked like a former football player, like a disgraced <laughs> football player. He kind of does. <laughs> but it's like, no, that it, it, there's a lot of things that are fucked about this movie. I will say, however, it is a fun movie. Um, so if you're looking for something fun and stupid, it's great. It's also very horny. I will reiterate again, it's a very horny movie. It's uh, it's not like Gaspar Noah horny. Where no, it's, like, it's not, not despairing horny. Yeah, it, it's like teenage excitement yeah. horny. <laughs> it's like, like look optimistic at all these, horny. Look at all these bitches wearing Sailor Moon outfits jumping around. They're, they're slaying monsters. Yeah. It's his most video gamey movie. 
Oh, absolutely. But it's like, so to the movie, there's like three levels, right? It's like it, in the real life, there's this girl and she's like in a really abuse, abusive environment. And so she goes to this mental hospital because she gets sent there and she gets a lobotomy. But while she's getting the lobotomy, she has a vision that she is like, um, she starts working at like a strip club. And she's like with all of these other like really hot ladies. Vanessa Hudgens is there, that one. Um, the lady who plays the like older Silk Spectre in Watchmen. Um, I forget her name. She's really hot. But she is also there. And it's like Oscar Isaac's there too. Um, but he's also like her stepdad. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> there's that. And then inside that, there's another fantasy where it's like fully like a fantasy world where she's like fighting monsters. <laughs> So it's it's a weird movie, but it's and, like, fun. Each level is affects like she's like, yes. oh, I'm getting a lobotomy. Oh, I'm I need to break out of this, and so then I need to get the yeah. the, the paper to slay the dragon, and then and when I get the paper, then I hit the guy. It's honestly just a really sad movie, <laughs> um, but you know it's it's cool. It's a cool concept. It's yeah. r- a ridiculous movie. Um, Very heady. John Hamm's in it. Really? Mm-hmm. Who does he play? He plays like the doctor. Oh. Isn't that so fucked up that they used to give people lobotomies? Dude, though? I want a lobotomy. No, Stella. <laughs> but wouldn't it be like kind of nice? No. No. Just head empty. There's some quote. There's some quote. I don't know if it's who said it, but they said if, I think it was like, I think it was in Dead Poets Society. They like, Walt Whitman said that like, if given the choice of suffering and nothingness, I would take suffering every time. Suffering Ooh. opposed to nothingness. Because, like, I don't At least you're alive. At least you're feeling something. At least you have a redemption of going from the darkness to the light. Because there is no suffering without the opposite. Like, it, it's a duality. Valid. Where, I don't know. I don't know. No, I get that. Anywho, <laughs> uh, Sucker Punch it seems like a, a, a very horny movie. <laughs> it is. Um, what's, your, what's the name of the leads in that? Hold on. Um, sucker. Is that Elle Fanning? <laughs> um, Luke made me watch this like really terrible movie with Elle Fanning. What the was other it? Day. Was it, it 20th Century Women? No, it oh. was on Netflix and it was like a rom-com, but where she was like, they're like kids too. Um, but it was like this girl in high school and her, um, I'm going to spoil this movie. I don't remember what it's called, but if you want to watch that Elle Fanning movie on Netflix, don't listen to what I'm about to say. Um, she's like, she's like suicidal and this like really annoying kid like saves her and then they start dating and then they like fuck and then, but he has problems too. And then he kills himself. And then, um, but Oh, her sister also died before that anyway. So every, everything, the whole thing's really sad. Um, and it has no point. Have you seen 20th century women? No, <laughs> that one is a good element, but there was also Corey and I watched a movie about suicide the other day too. And it was called dead poet society. <laughs> and it was so good. I had never seen dead poet society before. And it was really good. We both cried. Ooh, Scott Glenn was also in sucker punch. Oh, Scott Glenn. That's two first names, by the way. <laughs> um, it was Emily Browning is the lead in, in sucker punch. Who's the, the really hot chick I'm thinking of. Oh, um, Carla Guino, Guino. I'll show you. I'll show you a picture of her. Carla Guino. <laughs> um, yeah, I never saw that one, but I saw the trailer, and uh, I said, uh, I don't know. This lady. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> she's real hot. Um, anyway, 
So let's. What do we got next? What do you got next? Uh, fucking uh, yeah, Man of Steel. Yeah, was that his next one? If it was Man of Steel and then Batman versus Superman and then Justice League, sort of. Yes. I'm gonna cut, lump all these together. I thank you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I haven't seen Man of Steel, but I've watched a bunch of clips talking about how bad it is. Yeah, I've pretty much done the same thing. Yeah. Movies. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to skip it for now because it's like, everybody knows why yeah. that movie is bad. I think even Zack Snyder fans know that movie's bad. Um, I do like the one thing I do like about that movie and I haven't seen it, but the one thing I do like <laughs> is that apparently they treat Superman like an alien, which yeah. I think is an interesting take on Superman because normally he's like such a patriotic, like accepted into American values and all of that. But by Batman versus Superman, he is. Yeah. And that's, what's so sad about Zack Snyder. Yeah. So he doesn't, he doesn't see that. Um, I'll, about all of these, I'll say this. I think, um, like, so like the whole DC versus Marvel thing, I think what is really unfortunate is that DC has like an absolute leg up on like on the movies that Marvel does in the sense that like, I don't like Marvel movies because they throw in jokes every fucking like three seconds. Justice League did that too, though. I didn't watch Justice League. I watched a couple um, of clips. But like... I think that that's stupid. It, Me too. It talks down to your audience, and, like, I think that's dumb. Um, and it, like, just destroys any, like, tension a scene has, which is, like, get better at watching movies. Don't, you little baby, <laughs> little baby idiot boy, you need, to, you need a joke every five seconds. Like, in the middle of a, a very serious yeah. fight scene, too. Like, it's the, he, stupid. It's just not knowing how to build tension as yeah. a director. Um, and but I'd say like Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman don't do that. Yeah. But they also are the most boring movies imaginable. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Batman versus Superman. I like. I am pretty easy to keep entertained. I watch a lot of really long yeah. shitty movies. Like our artsy fucking four yeah. hour long <laughs> shit where no, nothing happens and it's yeah. one one shot I'll one take. I watch all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, fucking Schenectady, New York. Yeah. <laughs> that can be a very boring movie to yeah. some people. Um, but like this was this like lost my attention boring because yeah. nothing really happened. I was also watching the ridiculous long like four hour cut of it. Yeah, well, I was I that was the only copy I could fucking <laughs> find. Um, and so I also watched f the first uh, like hour of the three hour movie and nothing fucking happened. Like there was two minutes of Superman, I think, and Batman stared at his suit and it was fucking an hour into the movie. Yeah, it was really dumb. I. I, everything about it was stupid. Um, and I think that like, every, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just, it was so boring. I think, so here's the thing. I think that the message that he wanted to convey, cause like the whole point is that neither of them are good people. Mm -hmm. They're both just, there's no reason that they're fighting other than their egos. Which is an interesting take after man versus steel, man exactly. of steel. I think that's a super interesting take, but that is not conveyed at all because yeah. the whole point of it is like, Oh, this is so serious. All of these tensions are so real. And it's like, no, you need to emphasize the fact that these are two like really shitty people and real people. Yeah. Who have like these really flawed views of the world and themselves and they're fighting over them like their own little petty issues and not any of like the actual things that matter yeah yeah that would have been such a much more interesting movie if Zack Snyder would have fucking picked up on that shit yeah um also because, uh, the color stuff well see I feel like ju the Zack Snyder Justice League movies get like they they from the point of view of Marvel fans and people who haven't seen a lot of movies, they say that these movies are so much more beautifully lit and more the cinematography in these movies are better than the Marvel movies. But that's only if you've only ever seen Marvel movies. <laughs> like, if that's the only shit you've ever consumed your whole life, of course this is going to look better. Because exactly. they have flags. 
Like, they, they, they have shadows. But it's, like, also... Like, I feel like in Watchmen, he does this well where it's, like, the pops of yellow and, like, that kind of stuff to, like, just add to the color. He tries to do that with, like, red and, like, mustard tones because it's, like, like, Batman's colors and then Superman's colors. And it looks very bad. Yeah, Um, it doesn't work at all. It just, it does not work. I just did not like how that movie looked. Yeah, and it's so fucking because they're like trying to be the antithesis of Marvel, where it's just like fucking even like sitcom lighting for every scene. And uh, so then Zack Snyder's like, "Well, I'm gonna have a couple shadows." So like everything is fucking underexposed. Like it's such a dark, visually dark. Yeah. Like just like open up the f-stop a couple times. <laughs> like you need to retain some detail buddy. in your shadows. Like you're clipping. You're clipping. <laughs> Zack Snyder, buddy, you're clipping, buddy. Um, anyway, I think, um, oh, fuck, I just had the concept and then I, oh, also, don't watch these movies, um, Gal Gadot's a war criminal. (laughs) Yeah, she's fucking Israeli and she's, like, very pro-Israel. She fought for the IDF. (laughs) Everybody in Israel does. It's mandatory. Well, you remember, like, that thing on Twitter where there was that, like, Taylor Swift fan account and then she, like, went off for a couple years and she's like, oh, I just came back, sorry, I got in prison because, like, I refused to join the IDF and it was, like, a literal Taylor Swift stan account. (laughs) That's hilarious. You love to see it, honestly. But she's, like, super bigoted and, like, she's, like, like made statements being like, oh, yeah, it's fine to kill Palestinian children. And, and like, isn't oh. that so fucked up that people are like, oh, but it's okay because she's hot. Like, but she looks so good in It's the because also, like, literally nobody in this country understands that conflict. Isn't that so sad? And it's a simple conflict, it really. It's like, these are the people that we're but living But literally here. anytime any any American politician talks about it, they're they're just like, oh, well, it's a really complicated situation. It's that's really not, That's what they say about though. everything. Like, yeah. that's the politician game book is to be, like, speaking vague generalities it's and, not, like, cliches. Nothing is... Okay, nothing in politics is that complicated. Yeah, really not. Uh, yeah, like, depending on who's trying to explain it to you, then yeah. it can be complicated. But really, you can boil a lot of things down yeah, to uh, it, simple, simple things. Always profoundly frustrating is people just being like, oh, it's so complicated. No, it's, it's really not. It's yeah. like a pretty simple issue. Especially Israel-Palestine. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> these people were living here for like, they were living here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then in the 40s, they were like, oh, no, this is ours. Oh, and then in the 50s, they're like, oh, there's more is ours now. <laughs> more. Sorry. And Sorry. then they're like, all of it's ours What now. if we just killed all of you now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to do that too. And, oh, you're throwing rocks at us? Well, it was uh, it was justified. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, Free Palestine. Yeah, so I agree. Free Palestine. <laughs> um, don't support Gal Gadot. She may be hot, but she's evil. And so. fuck uh, the H3H3, Ethan Klein. His wife is Israeli, and she's also very pro israel really i didn't know that yeah and she also fought in the idf Ooh, yeah interesting isn't that but i think it's mandatory because like even leftists like yeah. him yeah that's weird i haven't kept up with him but he he's he had some good funny videos back in the idubs days back in back in the days um, dude things on youtube move so quickly it's kind of fucked up my recommendations are just like fucked i can't keep up with it <laughs> Um, yeah, I only watch like leftist YouTube now that I can't, I can't explore. Exactly. It's fantastic. I love that. I don't, I I just don't explore beyond that. Anyway, um, back to Batman versus Superman. Did you have any other thoughts on it? Um, it, it sucked. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, the writing was really awful. I thought like his played with tropes in like Dawn of Just or Dawn of, uh, the dead and Mm. Watchmen, I thought kind of worked kind of well. Um, especially with all of the practical effects and practical costumes. But here it just went off the fucking rails and it just became full embrace of cliche and uh, a really lazy approach to assembling a film. 
Because I feel like all filmmaking is kind of like that, where it's like assembling different parts of like yeah. well-known, the structure is like this, and you can tinker around, but it's your, the main parts you've got. But it's the in the way you kind of assemble them and put your own little twist no, on it. No, you're totally right. But, I think that it's like, he doesn't do anything in, a, in like... Because this whole thing is extremes, right? Like, yeah. but in Batman versus Superman, there weren't enough like extremes to make it any good. It, it was too. The extremes were too subtle, but the movie overall was too um, extreme. Yes, that's a very good way of putting it. So it, it just felt like I don't know, and it uh, just the storytelling was shit. It, it was it was so boring, and it's yeah. like it's really hard to make a movie that I'm that bored by. <laughs> Especially, it, it's ironic because this movie is so action packed and so yeah. much happens. But like, all none of the fights really have stakes. I put and quotations up on, on yeah. that. I don't really think <laughs> it's... Uh, our our um, YouTube viewers can see that. Oh, huh? thank you. Thank you. So audio listeners... Um, you're missing out. You're missing, missing out, out on vital uh, context clues here. Um, but I also... Yeah, I just think that it, like it's just really just kind of half-assed storytelling. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And also, one thing that irks me, it's called Batman versus Superman. You think the movie's going to be about Batman fighting Superman. And then they fight and for about five minutes, ten minutes, and then they fucking team up and go after a big monster. Yeah. Also, Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. <gasps> I forgot about that. Okay, so hang on. Hold on. We need to talk about Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Um, I thought Jesse Eisenberg was good in The Social Network because he was playing a dick in himself. Yeah. And uh, But in this... He was uh, really disgusting, and he uh, made me cringe. <laughs> he, w he was pretty cringy in this. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, like he's a bad high school actor who's like, I'm going to act crazy. Um, I, Jesse Eisenberg's kind of an anomaly. He does good in socially awkward roles. Yeah. Um, he, he does an amazing job playing Zuckerberg because they're kind of both socially awkward and yeah. weirdos. And like people who don't care about other people. Yeah. And, um, but in more of a subtle way, which is him. He, he like, <laughs> what he doesn't know is he's playing himself. And then when he tries to play these other characters in this kooky way, he loses that. Did you watch Vivarium? No. Um, that came out last year and it was actually really good. It was Jesse Eisenberg. And I forget the name of the, oh. his co-actress, but um, it's like just like a crazy, like sci-fi movie. Like a couple goes into a, like tore a house in like the suburbs and like the realtor leaves them and then they can't leave the, the suburbs. Like it just, and, but there's oh, nobody oh. there. It's just all empty and they can't oh, escape. Oh, it's kind of cool. It's a really cool movie. Um, so it got like a pretty mixed critical reception, but I enjoyed it. Um, and he does a good job in that, um, which is odd because it's like a more mature role than he's like typically played. Um, but anyway, he's just a weird actor. I, don't, yeah. I think he's largely bad. In most I agree. Did you see the squid and the whale? No. It was, uh, who, who's the guy who did Marriage Story? Um, oh, Noah Baumbach. Yeah, Baumbach. He did that. It was like one of his, his first movies. Jeff Bridges, or Jeff, uh, who was the guy in the, in net, or, uh, the, uh, the newsroom? Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges. <laughs> he was in it, and he played at like a, he was good in it. Nice. And Je Jesse Eisenberg was his son. And oh, that's weird casting. Yeah, it was really weird. And then some redhead was his mom, and it's like, how does that work? I mean, we've, we've stated it before. No father-son combo of casting can beat Jesse Plemons as Philip Seymour Hoffman's son in The Master. Like, that literally, that's top tier. You Wait, can... he was in The Master? Yeah. No, we've talked about this on podcast. Not in The Master. Yeah. 
Remember this? We talked about the master. Oh, the master. I was thought I was thinking of the Phantom Thread. Oh no 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 no. Okay, the master. Yes, that was such a good guess. Yeah, the wedding. They look. They look fucking so much alike. They're they're fat. (laughs) Good plump faces. And they're like both kind of gingers. Yes. uh, but amazing casting. Nothing can ever beat that. Anyway. Uh, Jesse Plemons also looking forward to getting him in blackface, in, uh, <laughs> black uh, in black Dude. Klansman or whatever the fuck, black uh, Jesuit, black Christ. What's it called? Black black uh, black he, Jesus. He, Jesse Plemons was in Black Mirror. <gasps> what episode? In the um, the like Star Trek one. Oh yeah, he made, played the main guy. That yeah. was Jesse Plemons. <laughs> See, this is it. Like, it's so uncanny. So our po- all of our podcast is is us just realizing that Jesse Plemons is in everything. everything. Just like episode by episode, we're like, yo, he was in this and this and this and this. But that's so creepy when you like you watch something and you don't even, and then later you re, it's Jesse Plemons. I'm gonna go through his filmography while we're talking, and oh, I forgot he's in Vice. Um, oh yeah, he played the guy who gets shot, like the narrator. Yeah, um, fucking, yeah, he's in Fargo, obviously. Bridge of Spies, I did not see that. It looked really bad. I had some professor said it was really good. He's in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's the, uh, wait, what? I haven't seen all of Breaking Bad. He plays Todd. Yeah, I think he plays, like, one of the Nazis. (laughs) Oh, no. The Nazis shoot Walter He's literally in everything. This this dude is in all all of the the TV shows and movies. Wow. Madman. Um, well, he was in Mad Men? No. He might have been. I he, don't know. He was the blackface in Mad Men. <laughs> also, we need a soundboard for you saying blackface Mad Men. We get a full soundboard, like a really professional soundboard, and it's just so we can have one soundbite of me saying blackface Mad Men. But see, now we've got like three incantations of it. We've got three options to choose from. Oh, before we move on from Batman versus Superman, I have to call Corey. We need to get Corey. Oh, you're right. So this podcast, we're going to have an extra special guest star, and that is Corey. Um, can we say his last name? Corey, Corey Mac. Mack. <laughs> uh, he, he lives in room. Corey Mack, he is uh, half Jewish, half Colombian. Colombian on the mom's side, Jewish on the dad. <laughs> um, his parents are old. And uh, he's from, was born on Long Island and then raised in Vermont. Well, he, high school in Vermont. I feel like I didn't know he was born on Long Island, but you, you can know. just kind of tell. <laughs> he, he's got the attitude. He's got the disposition. Yeah, he really does. And uh, the belief system. He loves companies. <laughs> <sighs> he's, um, he, he looks literally just like young John Mulaney to like a freaky extent. And he has that energy. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Corey oh, Mack. Wow. Corey Mack. Hi, how's it going, guys? It's going it's good. Going good. We're, uh, we're... Am, I, am I am I on the podcast? You are on podcast yeah, you're right on air. now. You're on air. So uh, we're talking about Batman versus Superman. Um, you, you, we watched it last night. Yeah. We watched the first hour of the three hour cut. Corey, what are your thoughts on that movie? What are your thoughts? Uh, if you check my letterbox, uh, because I don't no, know. we're not allowing that. <laughs> we're not allowing letterbox on your podcast. No, we're not allowing you to plug your letterbox. We're not allowing your letterbox on the podcast. I, I made a comment on my letterbox when I rated the movie uh, one and a half stars, saying that Graham really hated it, uh, especially when I tried to raise the volume to try and listen to it. Well, because Corey was trying to legitimately watch this movie. And here's the thing. So two nights ago, we watched this movie, Into the Wild, which is a wonderful, wonderful movie, very full of great wisdom. And Corey was on his phone the whole time. 
And then when we watched Batman versus Superman, which is a movie you cannot watch without distraction, um, he wanted to fucking devote all, all of our attention to it. You know, I, I have no defense for that, honestly. <laughs> it's the truth. Corey, are you walking somewhere? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm on a little walk right now. Graham was supposed to call me sooner rather than later, and it didn't work out. I didn't know that. I said when we went over Batman versus Superman, and now we're going into Batman versus Superman on the podcast. Oh, boy. Well, uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts? I haven't been listening. Uh, we hated it <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, but but from a layman's perspective, how, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, it was garbage. It was a terrible movie. It shouldn't have been three hours long. Uh, it really could have been cut down, probably at least two hours. So it could have been an hour movie. Uh, since we only watched the first forty-five minutes of it. I think it originally was though. I think we we both watched the like really long director's cut. But it's the only one available. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your input, Corey. Do you have have any? uh, Do you have any uh, one-liners you want to get out of the way before uh, we uh, (laughs) move on to uh, Justice League? Uh, I'm gonna be hungover for my eight a.m. tomorrow, but that's about it. Nice. Okay. Uh, but you know what? That's good because that validates us because people yeah. could easily be like, oh, you're just like both fucking pretentious film no. students. You wouldn't appreciate um, Zack Snyder from like a normal person perspective. And Corey's a bit as normal as they come. Oh, Corey is a normal, normal man. <laughs> he is, uh, he's deep engrossed in the culture. The normal culture. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, but And so he hated it. He uh, He's a business major. And even even... That being said, <laughs> um, so moving on to Justice League, um, I haven't seen it, but I, I, I watched also the clips. it's not really a Zack Snyder movie because so there was it was like there was some big production issues and Joss Whedon ended up directing most of it. That's uh, that's some Hollywood drama right there. Yeah. So did you watch the the Snyder cut? Is it out yet? No, it's not out yet. When does it come out? Um sometime in the next couple months how long is it four hours it's probably ridiculously long because this one the joss whedon cut was three hours long so i can't imagine how (laughs) fucking more they can add yeah dude um i haven't seen it because i don't um want to do that um to myself i don't either that's my philosophy with every single one of his movies yeah i just think like i know it's gonna be shit but also so zach snyder made a statement saying like yeah i didn't watch it um, because his wife saw it and was like, this is so bad. <laughs> but like, I also don't think like, I think at the end he didn't really do any of it. Like, I think wow. it was just all Joss Whedon. And that's why he's releasing the Snyder cut now is cause like of the fan outcry, people being like, we want to see your version. But like, that's so, that's so fucking weird to have to like, be like, Hey, do you have that footage from, uh, that shoot four years ago when we uh, <laughs> shot justice league? I'm doing my own cut. So give me. Yeah, and I wonder, like, what editor he works with. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine going to your editor and being like, hey, can you edit this movie Can you redo for it? <laughs> and he's like, what else are you going to do? Like, it's, I, it's the same shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, you can't change anything that fundamentally. Right from the Justice League, the Snyder Cut trailer. <laughs> he said we live in a society. I just think that that's the craziest thing that's happened in 2021. And that's the fucking first thing in the fucking trailer. <laughs> Like, come on, come on. At least bury it a minute in. 
Also, they like really changed the look of Jared Leto's Joker with so he like has like the more Joaquin Phoenix look of like the the more messy hair and like the like really shitty makeup. Um, I, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I, any of it, all of it. But I just like that they decided like Jared Leto did such a bad job as the Joker. Honestly, I agree. I agree. I think Joaquin Phoenix did a bad job as the Joker too. I think he like, did not it. not as bad. No, but... I think he did a good job. I think the movie was just kind of shit. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I think the movie would have been. I literally would have liked the movie. People took it less seriously. Um, I think people who were like, "This is the best movie ever made." I'm like, Joseph Keefe. <laughs> It's just people who have never seen any movies except Marvel movies, and then they see, like, something that has, like, just slightly, like, elevated, like, cinematography, and they're like, this is the best thing to ever exist. It's like, no, it's not. They they discovered flags, so now they can shape light. They can cut, no, well, we don't want light. We want a little shadow on his face here. Yeah. And that's that's their discovery. And it it was a little too, I mean, we're not talking about um, Joker right now. It was a little too incelly. I'm excited for the Batman, though. Okay, who's doing that now? What is I that? I don't even know who's directing it, but Robert Pattinson's Batman, and Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman, and Paul Dano is the Riddler. Paul Dano is the Riddler? Sky, get down. Sky. Sky. For the listeners, um, Sky is on the kitchen counter. Um, if, you listen, if you watch the podcast, you'll, you'll yeah, get good you'll visuals get a like visual that. Element. But who, who's, uh, who's directing it? Um, I'd, I think Matt Reeves. Who, what, 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 who, what did he do? I don't know who Matt Reeves is. I don't um, know either. Oh, he did all the, he did all Cloverfields and all the Planet of the Apes. Only the first Cloverfield. Did oh. he do 10 Cloverfield Lane? Cause that was a good movie. But yeah. That, I like 10 Cloverfield. Um, I, yeah, he did. Okay. Good, good, good. good um, but I did 28 weeks later. Interesting. No, that was Dan Crenchberg. Oh, what? I'm confused. Anyway. Um, who knows? I'm just excited for the Batman because of Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. It's just gonna it's gonna be really hot. I <laughs> hope he'll jerk off in this movie. Honestly, that's my one. I, yeah, can we like petition to see Robert Pattinson's dick? Yes. Um, but also I think um this is like supposed to portray Batman as a character in like the worst light that any of the movies have, oh. which I think is good because Batman's a really shitty guy. Yeah, and like, like the vigilante, like nobody needs any vigilantes. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just beating up like poor people. I mean, much. that's why um, that was the whole point of Watchmen, like the TV show, is like their whole point of like being like, don't be a vigilante. That's cool. <laughs> it's a horrible it's, thing. It's a to good do. perspective to have on a vigilante story. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, fuck Batman. Yeah. Um, so back to Justice League. Um, I I feel like I don't know how much we can talk about it because I don't think the version that's out now is really true to um, Zack Snyder. And I've, I don't really want to see it, honestly. <laughs> no. I think I'll probably watch the Snyder Cut for the memes. I won't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I watched that fight sequence. It was fucking the Mortal Kombat video game. It was yeah. Like, <laughs> it do be Mortal Kombat. It was so bad. Um... Moving on to objective best. So I think my objective best is Watchmen. Um, this is a hard one for me because, like, uh, I don't feel particularly strongly about any yeah, of them. I don't. I, it's not. Best. I'd, I'd say between Watchmen and twenty or not twenty eight days later, Jesus Christ or Dawn of the Dead. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Watchmen, um, just because I, like, Watchmen was like a movie that I really liked when I was younger, and it's just like it poses of an interesting moral dilemma. It's very stylized. It's, it's fun. Um, 
final answer i'm going with watchmen it's the deepest of his movies yes absolutely and, uh, it's just the characters have the most depth and you can uh, it's the most moral questionality of it um and so yeah i like watchmen no i agree i think i think watchmen's great um, um objective worst <laughs> let's bring down the hammer uh, we haven't been subtle about this. It's Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I feel like Justice League is so much worse than Batman versus Superman that I won't even give it the time of day, but that's not really a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. But yeah, Batman um, versus Superman. Maybe Man of Steel also, but I haven't Ma Batman seen Batman versus it. Superman I feel like is worse yeah, than Man dude, of Steel. I agree. That movie was unwatchable almost. Like Man of Steel? I might have like walked out of the theater had I seen that ah. in theaters. <laughs> that's absurd. Um, but I agree. And yeah, Jesus Christ, that movie sucked. So what do you think he is trying to tell us overall? I think he's just trying to uh, fucking jerk off his fantasies yeah. onto the screen and be like, you know what? I played with action figures as a kid and now I'm going to do it as an adult too. I think that's valid. I wrote out this whole thing and I think to some extent this is true, but I think like the idea that our world exists within our own perceptions of like them and ourselves. And we like perceive ourselves in a very certain way. And we do that in such a way. And so often that we like lose the ability to see our own flaws. Um, and like, we need an objective perspective to like kind of understand that. I think that's kind of behind what he makes, but I think he does a really bad job at conveying that. Um, so it's like, I think that's like kind of the backbone of some of his stuff, but I don't think that that is, I don't think that's what the audience picks up on. Yeah. The audience of his movies does not get that from from the movie. That's a very good like reverse engineering distillation. Yeah, and, like, that's so deep and like and true. That's so true. And um, but yeah, I think it, that theme is very ignored and not focused upon enough at all in his movies. Yeah, but I definitely agree with the sentiment. And you can see it once you say it. You can definitely see it as a thread running through all his work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. No, I, I, um, I think that that's there, but like I said, I think that he just isn't, I don't think he has a great, like, I think he has intentions. I don't think he has a great follow through on all of those things, yeah. which is like, I mean, it's hard to have that. Yeah. So, I mean, especially with like studio, like fucking people controlling you like that, where it's like, I, I don't know how much he's being controlled because he needs a little control, but I'm sure it's not, uh, he can't do everything that, uh, or he's maybe allowed to do too much. Because constraints, they say constraints make the art or some, some shit like that. <laughs> There's some quote like that. Yes, I agree. Um, and I also wrote out, women suck and I don't respect them, booby but a wooga. <laughs> <laughs> What's that last one? A wooga. Booby but a wooga. Um, but because um, I I try not to like be like too like this portrayal of women, which like honestly probably just internalized misogyny. But like, here's the thing: is that like he does a really shitty job at portraying women, yeah. like really aggressively bad. It's so obvious too. And it's just, it's not, it's, it's like, so I, disgusting. I can overlook it because it's like, whatever, it's campy, it's, it's like, it's superhero, it's from it's like, it's expected a, from this fucking 54 year old Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's expected because it's like from this male gaze, but like, maybe try and like, because yeah. it would be really cool if he like, in, he did some other movie where he like, really tried to explore something outside of that. I think that was sucker punch for him. He's like, I'm yeah, but try and explore femininity. But it doesn't yeah, work. He's just like, sucker, so sucker punch is definitely like. He went on no fap and wrote, <laughs> uh, wrote sucker punch. 
Sucker Punch is like easily the most misogynistic movie <laughs> out of all of them. It's like, dude, it's like the male gaze is just like soaking it. Um, I think it's it's like kind of fucked up, and it is kind of what is that going to be loud in the background? It'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, it kind of makes me like his stuff a little less, but yeah, I, I totally get that. That's a very incredibly valid, obvious criticism. I feel like that, of course, like yeah, fuck, fuck. Zack Snyder. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like, he, uh, he really does not, he, he, he puts the art form in the trash. And yeah, no. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. That's about, about it, like, I don't, yeah. what he's trying to tell us. Like, I feel like even, I feel like his male gaze and just his gaze and his perspective, like, he has, your point about people getting so ingrained into their own perspectives and their own repetitive thought forms. And I feel like Zack Snyder is the pinnacle uh, victim of that. Yes. Because he, like, he's making these movies over and over again of just his, his fucking narrow view mm-hmm. of the world. But he also has, like, this extreme fan base that validates that yes. constantly. And yes. it's like... And that's got to be fucked up to have people yes. like, like, ravenous for your yes, fantasies. Yes, ravenous. And, like, you're, like, I don't want to say immature, but you're, like, it, it kind of is, because it's like, oh, I want Superman to beat up Batman, <laughs> and then they go and fight the Joker, and they beat up a bunch of people, and they go through the building, and then the building goes down. Like, and then booby. Yeah, boobies in the midst of the girls, and they have boobs, guys. Get, look at the boobs. And so it is very childish. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's a really he, good point. And he gets—he's very ingrained in those patterns, and that he can't even recognize it. And then, so he just in, unintentionally makes movies with these with his fucking shit in it, and all these people are like, they do the I—I—they—they I, they might make him an idol, yeah. idolatry. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Graham, do you have any facts that? are um, whimsical, are um, grotesquely violent, are little little wacky, little out there, or, or perhaps a fun fact? So the first fun fact is that uh, he's expressed, he's documented as expressing interest in making a film in the style of 300 uh, about George Washington, America's first president, <laughs> which... Just imagine that, if you will. <laughs> Fucking slow-mo of him signing a paper. Also, like, didn't George Washington own slaves? Like, oh, absolutely. Don't glorify this guy. And it's, it's so strange because uh, we make up so many myths about George Washington. Like, fucking, he cut down the cherry tree and he said, I couldn't tell, I could never tell a lie. Wasn't he, like, not a good dude? Like, not at all. I feel like, we don't I feel even, like you can't. I feel like if you start know. a country, <laughs> you cannot be a good dude. I feel like we don't even know enough about him to, like, no. pass judgments on his moral And fiber. there's so much myth mixed with fact and people don't even care to tell the difference. Yeah, I. But another fun fact about a person who's maybe even more vile than George Washington is that he also wants to make a movie about the Fountainhead by Anne Rand. (laughs) Which, like, oh my god! Like, what the fuck? Like, why? Well, the Zack Snyder style does not need to be the fucking. There doesn't need to be a a Fountainhead movie. No, don't glorify anything produced by Anne Rand. Fuck Anne Rand, (laughs) and uh, his. That would be such a strange movie. Like. 
it's just because he's right wing, and that's like the only book he's read. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, man, I read this book. I the wonder Fountainhead. how right wing he is. I feel like he's like unintentionally, ignorantly right wing. Like he just doesn't pay attention, and he's like, oh yeah, the I you know yeah, I watch. You're right. I, who, who's that guy who just died? The radio guy, Rush Limbaugh. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, I'm kind of uh, in the middle. You know, I watch Rush Limbaugh every day, <laughs> but you know, I don't really pay attention to politics. Doesn't he have? Yeah, he has like eight kids, right? Yeah, that's another fun <laughs> fact. He has fucking eight kids. And here's a sad fact. His, uh, <laughs> there's a section in his Wikipedia page called Philanthropy, and it's, uh, it says that his daughter actually committed suicide and that he donates a lot of money to uh, suicide prevention funds. Ooh, that's sad. Yeah, so that's a sad fact for you. <laughs> so my heart does go out to Zack Snyder, and that just goes to show, which is one thing I do want to say about this episode, is that we said, we talked a lot of shit, we talked a lot of hate got a lot of hate in our hearts for this man and rightfully so because he makes shit movies that make a lot of money and that shouldn't make a lot of money and um but it does go to show that even like people who you hate and who Mm -hmm. think you build up this image in your mind of like oh like he's Zack snyder he's this guy his life must be fucking perfect it's that uh like everybody has a lot of suffering in their life and that we're all like it's all Everyone goes through it. That is such a positive message to end this podcast. Yeah, on. <laughs> and I feel like that's important because even though I don't like the movies he makes and I don't like his views or him as a person, <laughs> anything about him, like it is important to remember, like you know, he's just getting through it like the rest of it's us. Just a very bu- Buddhist perspective of you. I don't know. We all suffer. <laughs> suffering is what unites us. It's true. It's true. Um, so on that note, um, upcoming, he's got the Snyder Cut, <laughs> maybe the Fountainhead. Um, so do with that what you will. <laughs> do with that what you will. Just pirate his movies if that's what yeah. you will. <laughs> Can we say that on air? Uh, please. Please. Like, you do not need to give this guy more money. <laughs> also, especially if it's anything with Gal Gadot. And none of his shit's on Netflix. None of it's on Prime. Yeah. You have to buy his shit. Like, you can't. There's no restraint. It's probably on a streaming service, like an obscure one, like fucking whatever. We searched it on Roku. There were no, nothing. You had That's to buy crazy. it. You had to buy it. There was no, nothing. Who owns just or fucking DC Comics? Corey would know because he's a businessman. <laughs> and he, he was like, uh, I have to go on a Zoom Warner call Brothers. with the former CEO of Viacom. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck Viacom. And he's like, no, but it's Viacom. I'm like, fuck companies. Yeah, and um, that's the thing is that companies aren't people; they're just made up of people, and so you can hate the company, but still love the people. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just, I mean, I hate companies to begin Me with. Too. Fuck companies. Me too. <laughs> Fuck companies. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's about it. Um, so follow us, follow Pods um, on socials for more updates about other podcasts and ours as well. Um, it's not word that well. I'm tired. There is our podcast as well as many others. <laughs> Other podcasts at uh, the social media. We're getting, the we're getting some more podcasts coming at you, so stay tuned for some really fun content. Um, so that Instagram is pods.emerson, Twitter is podsemerson, um, and then my Instagram is stella.drews. That's d r e w s s. And um, follow me on Twitter at Stella's Films. And my Instagram is F underscore Instagram, F underscore Insta, G-R-A-H-A-M. And uh, I do f- photography. <laughs> he does. I really like your paintings, by the way. Thank you. They're very Thank nice. You. Thank you so much. They're very relaxing to do. I like mixing the colors. Yeah. Um, 
Anywho, that's all we have for you today. That's all we have for you. Um, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you lead fruitful lives. Yeah. I hope you're happy. I hope some of you still listen to us even after we we, we threw this hot take at you. <laughs> it's a hot potato take. It's a, it's a hot potato for sure. Um, so everybody, have a nice week. Stay safe um, and be nice to each other. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay.